Good morning everybody, it's Shay Cormack here, your Friday night DM. Sorry it's been a while since I've uh, made a podcast, uh, but I've been busy, I guess you could say. And uh, we've just started a new year, but before we started this new year of 2020, uh, we finished the old year of 2019. And I want to do a little bit of a wrap up um, of a year in gaming in 2019, a year of hex crawl in 2019 and uh, some of my conclusions and uh, some of my ideas that come out of that time. At the start of 2019 I started a fifth edition open table West Marches hex crawl and I've spent the last several episodes of this podcast talking about how to do a hex crawl and uh, some of the challenges that you face uh, running a hex crawl um, and I just want to tie up some loose ends Near the end of uh, the year, last year, I had a bit of a feedback session with my players to get some of their feedback um, about the campaign we'd been spending nearly a whole year playing. And from the perspective, things uh, for one thing, uh, rules around foraging and rations um, became a little bit tiresome uh, and unnecessary from the player's perspective. Um, that was one of the big things that I took away from that feedback session. Um, the detail uh, of the wilderness travel um, seemed to be lost on them a little bit. Not lost on them actually. Um, I think I'll probably talk about my my feedback or my challenges more than what they had because they also had some stylistic feedback about what they like and don't like in a game um, but mostly I took that and internalized it and turned it into like a set of responses from a dungeon master and most of you listening here are either interested in hex crawls from a player perspective but probably mostly from a dungeon master perspective and in my unique situation I'm sure it's not unique just to me but I was running a fifth edition hex crawl and fifth edition really has some big challenges for anyone wanting to run a more old school style hex crawl traditional style and a few of those challenges are firstly high powered characters when you create um, monster sets for different regions and uh, different uh, DCs, uh, difficulty um, classes for different types of challenges like foraging or navigating um, in any given region. Player characters can quite easily um, grow so powerful that those DCs become meaningless because they're so easy to achieve. By the time you have one person in the party bless um, the navigator and the navigator's already got like a plus seven um, or a plus nine to their skill of um, survival and you're calling on a survival uh, skill challenge for them to to navigate successfully to the next hex, hex you know they've got a plus seven plus another 1d4 to their roll the chances of them failing uh, even a dc 13 or 14 or even a 15 um, dc is quite low so characters can quite easily become too powerful for a region um, and, the, and the challenge roles. Also, 
the monsters. Um, what monsters in a in a um, in a random wandering monster table uh, seem challenging at the start of the game when they're level one or two, uh, quickly become just nuisances that are a waste of time. And uh, that was a real pain in the butt because, uh, you know, honestly in fifth edition, once the characters reach more than like third level, they become so difficult to challenge that it, it just becomes a joke after a little while. And uh, they're traveling through hexes or regions and you're rolling on the wandering monster, you know, you wander it, you roll a random encounter, you roll the wandering monster, and you know, it's some goblins or whatever it is, it's probably underpowered, and you think to yourself, should we waste 20 minutes doing a combat encounter, which is, they're gonna win easily, um, even if they sus uh, sustain just a tiny bit of damage, they're gonna heal themselves, um, or, you know, before you know it, they're going to have a long rest. Is it even worth bothering with? And same with the foraging. Um, and any kind of sense of dealing with rations uh, or some kind of micro-economy of how um, taxing their resources just to tr through travel. Um, as soon as they get spells like Leonard's Tiny Hut um, or some of the other just really powerful low-level spells like create water, create food, good berry. The whole idea of challenging players um, with the requirements of rations or kind of any kind of housekeeping in terms of their resources to maintain their lifestyle as they travel just becomes a pointless exercise. And it's pointless from the player's point of view and it becomes really frustrating from the dungeon master's point of view because part of what you're probably trying to achieve with the hex crawl is make the journey um, part of the challenge, part of the interesting thing that's going on. But Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition doesn't have, a, have any interest in that kind of gameplay and so they've created spells that make it completely meaningless. And I, I think it's a real shame actually um, for D&D 5th edition and unfortunately I don't think they'll change it for the next edition either. Um, they're just, no one seems to be interested in overland travel um, and the interesting uh, dynamics that can be created from a situation where rations are low um, or people are you know, running out of arrows uh, and things like that and where the hard decisions have got to be made about simple resource uh, questions. So that was really frustrating, the, probably the main frustrating thing um, for me in running a hex crawl. I loved running the hex crawl. The advantages of it are so amazing in terms of the uh, reduced prep time uh, during the week, the fun the DM can have uh, by enjoying lots of rolling and uh, surprises during the game. And also the amazing synergy and randomness of how encounters can be joined together to create storylines um, and different things that are going on that no one could ever possibly expect. I think that stuff is really, really wonderful, but unfortunately, 5th edition is not the best um, engine to run, run it with. Uh, if I had a little bit more foresight if, or if I was doing it again, maybe I would go through the spell list and ban a bunch of spells, but I think that would be really annoying to my players because part of playing 5th edition is having this comprehensive set of rules. Um, 
that you, you theoretically don't really need to errata or change or curate. They're there, they're rules, they're hard and fast rules for the dungeon master and for the player. It just gives everyone a lot of security um, in the system they're playing and a sense of continuity and fairness. But again, uh, the dis creative decisions by the uh, WotC crew. Um, I love D&D, it's a good game, but they've got a totally different focus um, on what kind of game they're trying to encourage uh, the playing of. And uh, Hex Crawls and Overland Travel aren't really um, part of that focus. So I came away from the experience um, just Again, I am enamoured with the random tables, the spontaneity and the um, the play and the, just the things that can happen that no one could possibly predict. I've just forgotten the phrase that uh, that Jason Hobbs use, uses all the time to refer to this. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't quite get it. Anyway, um, I love hex crawls, but I'm, I'm moving away from those um, in the coming year and doing something different and I just wanted to kind of wrap that up. I think I've got a few other things to say um, but on a couple of different topics so I'm going to finish right now um, and hopefully you guys will have another episode real soon too. Thanks for listening, see you later. Just in a, as an addendum uh, please feel free to make call-ins, ask me some questions or chuck in some comments around 5th edition and hex crawls because I'd love to generate a little bit more conversation about hex crawls before I move on to the topics uh, involved in my current year of gaming. Cheers guys, see ya.